Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. What's happening? You jumping out the porch with Fat Man Key? Welcome to Off the Porch, bro. What's happening? What's going on? So let's talk about first thing first, going to Asia. Mm-hmm. It's your first time going out there? Yeah, this is my first time going overseas. Word. I'm going tomorrow, yeah. I was about to say I'm going tomorrow, but I don't know what's going to come out with yet. Right. I'm going to uh, Thailand and Japan, and I'm about to do some shows in China. Did you ever think like your music would take you like globally? I know my, I know my, my music already over the whole world, but uh, me going? Nah. I always thought like I wouldn't be able to travel because like, you know, but I'm good. Why you why you didn't think you would like always be able to travel? Like, cause I just heard there's be like a lot of you go if you get in trouble, if you this type of nigga they won't let you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you just recently dropped So Emotional. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about like the inspiration behind the EP? Uh So Emotional was supposed to be like, well, I I, I, I did like a, a, a EP a long time ago called Kiance. So I kind of like, it's supposed to be like a follow-up to that, but then it kind of turned to like, well, this shit sound too good. So it's more so like a singy song version of me. So, I mean, that's what I expected it to make. So I, I made that so emotional. And I got another project about to come out, which is the complete opposite. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like singing key and non-singing key, simple as that. All right. Did you want to like go personal with it? Because like the first track of the EP is called Motherless Child. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you want to take from, what did you want fans to take from opening up like that? Like, you grew up without your mom. That, that, I, that it was, it is a, uh, so emotional was supposed to be personal. And like, all the songs were supposed to be like thrown together, like different parts of times. Like, Mother's Child, I think me and Benny made that song like four, five years ago. So that's, we put it on there, cause that's how, it is personal. I think all my music is personal though. 
But I did want to start the story off by saying, like, you know, like, I am kind of like a fucked up person, so here it go. But, but that, it, I think all my music is, is uh, personal. I don't make no songs and it don't, it'll be pointless. Yeah. What can you tell us about your mom? Uh, I mean, my mother was five. I got, I got two mothers. I got stepmother too, though. So one is here, one is not. I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't really want to dwell into it. I, uh, I don't know. My mother was a gangster. Right. Yeah. So you dropped the Fall Hard music video. Mm-hmm. What was the inspiration behind that? One of the lead singles from So Emotional. Uh, the far, we wanted to do like a kind of like a, a retro Harlem scene. We went up to New York. We shot two videos. We shot Y2 up there. We gonna release that soon. But we just wanted to go into Harlem, like make you know, like not like in a paid and full way, just like in a different type of light, like you know, you know, can't go time. We was smack dead in the middle of the hood, so that's what made it fun too. So what came from the inspiration from Hard Soft? Like the uh, EP is called So Emotional, but Hard Soft is like a completely like different tone of the song. Yeah, I feel like because it was still me being emotional too. A Hard Soft like was like uh, how you say like me throwing a tantrum. Mm. Like every other song, I'm like whining and shit, but this song I'm finna throw a tantrum real quick. Mm. That's how I kind of like threw that in the middle of it. Mm. And it's kind of a taste to come up with what's gonna come on the next project is why we put that on there too. Mm. So then you mentioned Keyonce. Yeah. Like you can um hear the similarities because like jumping out the window, mm-hmm. it like kind of you know what I'm saying got the same sound from back then as it does now. Did you yeah. ever think like you'll like get recognition off a pop record? I mean like an R&B record. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean I don't know. I always make music like that. I never like switched my sound over to say that I'm finna go sound like this. Mm. It's always when I came out the gate, I was trying to sing and I ain't really. I just wanted it to be different, so I ain't really say it's gonna be pop for it. I'm glad people like my shit though. Word. So how was this different from working on Seven 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 with Kenny Beats? Seven 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 was more locked in with one person, and and one time, it, like, like just more focused in on one person. With to this project, like I said, there was just a, me throwing music around, trying to see how I can make some sound based off of time periods in my life. Cause mm. them songs was from different time periods. It wasn't all just sat. I sat down the main one project. Mm. Do you feel like 777 got the recognition it deserves? Uh, yes and no. And people still figure out about it every day. Uh, uh, my bank account says it's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so what? tell us more about that project, because that's like almost, in my wonderful opinion, like one of the best key projects ever. You feel I me? think it's the most, that's the most polished key project, like yeah. most like clear. Um, me and Kenny, like, I mean, the story goes, like, you know, I jumped out to a Rocky, and then he, when I jumped out tour, I just had this vision for myself, like, oh, now I got to be big as how I just, just saw myself on tour. So let me go. I went to Kenny. I'm like, let me go to this nigga who already got this professional sound. And we sat down and we, you know, we just made that. This shit was just perfect, though, because, like, he's so, he a perfectionist. Like, he a producer. Like, mm-hmm. and he an engineer. And he's everything music. So I was just in the right place at the right time. Right. So when you approached him with the project, he was just immediately on board? He, we, he, he had already been talking about how we wanted to work, and we had just been making like little one-off singles and shit, but right when we made the first song, we was like, bro, I ain't going nowhere. I'm about to just stay here for the next. I was in LA, so I was like, I'm about to just stay here for four days. So I locked in for the whole week with him like then and there, and we did the project in a week. Word, the whole project. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So what was like the best session from like coming from 777? Like what the was your favorite? Yeah, your favorite uh, song. That whole week. The whole week, every yeah, day. Yeah, that week was a blur, bro. I was, I don't even, 
like I just wake up every morning, go to the studio until I, I crash, until I fuck, get fucked up, and then <laughs> do it every day until I went back home. So right. that whole thing was like a, like every session was fire because I, I I'd go in there and do something, and then be like, damn, I'm too fucked up. It don't sound right. Let me come back tomorrow when I'm a little sober. And I come back in. So every day I was kind of like finishing up and touching up on other shit right. too. So it was like one big session. Right. So what's going to be different from So Emotional to the next project? You mentioned how So Emotional, you was like whining. So yeah. what do you want to take? This one I ain't whining. This one I'm being uh, unapologetic. Like, you know, like basically like fuck it. Like, like if I was upset or if some bothered me, it's just like basically like fuck that shit. So mm. it's kind of unemotionally available. So it's just like. It's kind of, it is just a play on words, but it's just like, this one it ain't so, it ain't emotional at all. Like, it's more so about getting me, and that's the time it is right now. Raw. Yeah. Mm. When can we expect that project? Uh, next month, when we get back from Asia, we're going to drop it. Mm. It's done right now. Mm. How many tracks on it? About 12. Mm. Features? Yeah, we're working on that now, too. I, I, I know I've been holding out on features, but we're about to get it right now. Mm. You want to give any names, or you just want to keep it private to them? Uh, just, uh, nah, I'm gonna keep it private. All right. So, my favorite, my key point of this interview is, why do you feel you're so underrated? Um, underrated or am I underpaid? <laughs> which, which one? Underrated, I don't think I'm underrated. I think everybody knows that who I am and what I'm capable of doing. People waiting on me to, for me to be successful, is, that's something I, that's personal, like, you know? Mm -hmm. They just waiting on me to be me, so it's just like it's about how what I want and when I want to do shit. So and then right now is the time where I want to do shit. So ever since from seven 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 up until now, I have been taking my shit more serious. But back in the day, I wasn't so much as just like waiting for uh, a situation that I wanted. I was just kind of waiting on myself to be more organized because I felt like I wasn't in the right mindset to be super successful. Mm. So about that because you were in two nine and then uh. Like, what age were you in 29? Like, like 18. Like 18, like, mm -hmm. like 18, teenage years, and you didn't sign a deal then. Yeah. At a young age, you know what I'm saying? That's rare for kids. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's like just turn down deal. So what, you know what I'm saying, motivated you to be like, nah, I'm... I was feeling myself too, though. Cause mm. I, I, it was like we was getting offers. We was getting offers. I was getting offers on my own. But it was just coming from every direction. So I just felt like I'm not going to throw all my eggs in one basket when I see all what's going on. And... I mean, that's basically how I go. I wouldn't change nothing coming to date now. Like, mm. I wouldn't go back and be like, damn, I should have did that. Mm. I don't think like that. Right. So tell us more about tonight. Like, how did you meet Curtis? Um, I met Curtis in my neighborhood when I was a child, like, mm. when I was like 10, 11. And then, but growing up, when we made 2-9, it was just like, we, we was going through this phase where I was like, 
we was coming from this little little boutique mm. and they had their own thing going on. So that was kind of like becoming my dream, like have my own conglomerate store. Woo, woo, woo. So I'm going through all these little names and different type of crews and trying to build one up. So then I had like some shit called Pilot Music and then Curtis had some shit. And then we kind of like, I kind of like got, it was the day where I was like, bro, I want to rap, bro. I want to make music or something. So we kind of just took that idea and I made 2-9 and I had went up to, um, it was another boutique downtown that was ran by some by some older niggas and I, I and I was just telling them because I knew them because all their kids went to school with me mm. and then so I'm like uh, y'all want to rap woo woo I don't want to just be on no play play shit though and I knew these niggas had money mm. but the nigga introduced me right there to Reese because Reese was sitting right there and I guess Reese was like a skater or some shit like and he was already popular he had all these brands so he kind of just like Reese literally took me in his car right then and there and took me to go meet a nigga who had a studio. And I met Jace, and I met Siege, and I met all in the same day. Mm. Like, so that shit just turned out good. And in fact, kids, I had went to one of their shows because they from the East, so I had went to a show that my homeboy Reggie Bishop had through at uh, Cert. And then we went in there, and I seen seen them, and I'm like, them niggas hard. And I like introduced myself and kind of like, the world's so small, we already knew about who each other was. So I brought them on. This is all in the same two days. Mm. So then right then, that shit started rocking and rolling. We got shows and everything in the same week. So y'all just formed two nine right then and there. Yeah. So what was like the vision for the group? Uh, just like a conglomerate. It wasn't like ASAP, ASAP came out like the same year we came out. So it wasn't like our future party came out the same year we came out too. So it wasn't like we didn't have, like, we would want to be like that. Mm. I ain't gonna hold you niggas probably on some like, well, we gonna be like a, a Georgia Wu-Tang or some mm. shit like that. Mm. That's how niggas want to be. Mm. So around that 2-9 time, you, uh, you had met Sunny Digital too. I met Sonny when I was like 13, 14 years old. Right, and he pushed you to start rapping? Yeah, I made my first song at his house. At 13, 14 years old? Mm -hmm. So what, what What did Sonny say like put you down? Like He ain't really, we, I was already making beats. Mm -hmm. and there wasn't nobody at the studio. Right. So I'm like, I'm about to rap. Sonny rapped too right then. It wasn't like no time difference where Sonny switched over to be a rapper. It's just, mm -hmm. he was, he, we was already doing both. Right. So it was just like, wasn't nobody at the studio, shit, we gonna make a song. Right. Because when Sonny was here, we had chopped it up with him too. Like, man, we had mentioned you like, Key. Like, why don't he get the recognition? You know what I'm saying? He deserves it. I like, watched the interview. Word. Fucked with it. Yeah, it was long. Somebody commented, it was like, Sonny just did a whole interview about you. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it was, um, because we was talking about like your artistry and shit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I feel like that shit is not, it's real. Yeah, Sonny helped shit. create who I am. Like, like no if and but just like how he do with everybody else. Mm. But I was with him from day one in my career, even up to uh, up until right. now. So do y'all feel like y'all still on the up and up? Y'all ain't peaked. In my opinion, y'all ain't peaked yet. Nah, I ain't did nothing yet. I feel like I'm gonna be a whole different type of nigga. I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna be with the one of the Motown greatest type niggas. <laughs> Word. So all this in Atlanta. All we talking about all this happening in Atlanta. After two nine, it was another little thing I made called Over There Gang, and it had like. It was like a kind of a weirder bunch uh, with this kid named Snub Nose, uh, and it was Fat Kids, and it's my friend Damien, and Snub Nose. That nigga's super fire, super rare. Uh -huh. Then after that, what happened after that? I want to say after that was like, after that was probably the time I started fucking around with like Mako and them. Uh -huh. All these is just like different. Like. I took the blueprint from 2-9 and just kept on going mm. and going and going and going. Mm. It's still up until this day, like even until this day, now I got a group of people around me, mm. a whole new group of artists. But that's, like I said, that doesn't turn into my job now. Too. Right. So you mentioned Mako. Yeah. How did y'all two come together and just make like one of the biggest viral hits? You guessed it. Um, he was friend. he had that song, I, he invited me to the studio 
Then he invited me, showed me the song, and was like, can you come do the song? Yeah. And he bribed me with something. It was something, probably like drugs, girls, or something. He did something to make me go, because that nigga lived on the south side. So I, we went over there. He showed me the song, and I'm like, oh, this, this song going to go. I already know. So I just got on the song instantly. But then right when we was doing it, we was like, man, we might as well make a tape, because I know this motherfucker going to go crazy. Mm. And then I made Bitch You Guessed It the same day I made... I mean, I made Give Him Hill the same day we made Bitch You Guessed It, and I made that from scratch. So right when I made that song, it was kind of like, but we might as well just drop all this shit together. Mm. So we dropped that project. Then um, the day we had to drop the project, that nigga had got the big superstar head, so I just mm. let him go be a superstar. Mm. So then, so you made You Guessed It first before y'all started the Give Him Hill series? Yeah, yeah. Bitch You Guessed It, he had that song done already. Mm. When I walked in the studio, he had that shit done already. Right. So then y'all came together and made the Give Him Hill. I made give him hell immediately after I told I, the nigga, I told Brandon I wanted a beat like bitch you guess like on that same caliber and he made the beat for me and then at, back when my man was in there trying to fight to get on the song and I'm like nah bro this is me bro right <laughs> so then how did man man Savage come to be on the give him hell too how did y'all come together man man that's my brother like I'm, I'm been with man man since I was like 17 18 16 he was probably like 13. Mm. Oh, my man, friend, good friends with my little brother and uh, uh, another nigga that I grew up with named Sage. Sage's locked up, mm. but it was like a, they was like a little musketeer team. But he, my man, was with me from the get go. So by the time we was going to my man to Maco, that's just you know we was already who we was by then. Yeah. But so, him being on the Give Him Hell too was like because we we it was supposed to be a series that I wanted to do. Give Him Hell was supposed to be a series like where I wanted to do a project with mm. Maco. And then up and coming niggas like then I want to do one so and so and then so and so and then so and so. It's supposed to always change. Mm. So all this is like Atlanta. Like you mentioned, like being in everywhere from the south side to the west side. So what part of Atlanta are you really from? I'm from Memorial Drive. Word. I, east side. That's the east side. Just let everybody yeah, know. I'm, yeah. I'm from Memorial Drive. I'm from East Atlanta. I'm from from McPherson all the way down. I done went all the way through up 78. Word. I done moved from McPherson Avenue all the way to Snellville, Georgia. So what you feel, what's changed over the city in like the past 10 years? What's changed? Yeah. I don't think nothing bad has changed. Like it's, it's, it's more shit to do. It's more, it ain't number straight music. It's like black Hollywood now. Like I, I don't really think nothing has changed. I think we changed. I think we getting older now so we get to experience what was already here. Right. So with that being said, like, you know what I'm saying? You experienced everything that was here. What do you feel the city taught you as a whole individual? Music wise and like just, just that I'm a star, like the shit, everything, <laughs> everything always going here. So you, you know, everybody's trying to stand out. So you don't really necessarily try to stand out, but if you do happen to stand out, then you a star. Right. So I, I just, I mean, I appreciate my city for making a nigga like me though. Right. So like, you feel like you a star, so it's easy to recognize other stars because yeah, you done it so many like, times. Yeah, yeah you gonna recognize that. Like I said, niggas be sitting in the room, you can feel all the energy in the room. So, mm. you know. That ain't that. There's so many stars walking around in Atlanta, and right. people come in here to be stars. That's why I say it's like Hollywood. Like people mm. go to Hollywood to become somebody. That's what they do in Atlanta right now. So when, like around 2017, is early Cardi. Did you know that he would be a star then? Yeah, when I yeah when I first met Cardi, I already knew who he was. Right. How did you meet Cardi? Cardi ran up on me somewhere. <laughs> as when he was young, came up on me. He was just telling me how he like he was a fan and. And I was his favorite rapper and all of that, but then we just started kicking it over time. And then, and then Ian, like when Ian was putting his foot down on like trying to make him go, we was all doing, we was all in the same boat. That's all the same time as like 21 and all that. We was all running in this pack, like, you know, on the low, like McCone and everybody. Mm. So it was just like a, a scene per mm. se. Mm. So how did you meet 21? 
Um, I went to school with him. Mm. I went to middle school with him. Mm. But that's when I initially met him. But when I met him about music, it, it was years later. Like I kind of like I seen from the gap from us going to school and him making music. I used to see him in the club at Obsessions all the time, mm. and that's why I kind of like ran back into him. Like oh, I went to school with him. But then uh, we had mutual friends. Like my man with him was like mutual partners. So I think like the day he got shot, I seen like on the internet. I was like, damn, bro got shot. And I looked and showed man. He's like, oh yeah, bro got shot. I know him. And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. And I'm like, and I just went back and I'm just started going through a shit. And I'm just seeing like he got this team. He already got a movie. I'm like, he make music. And he's like, yeah. So I sent the music. And I just basically I hit him up like, bro, will you get back right? Let's go make some music. Mm. And that's how that started right there. Mm. So then. At that point, like when you he started making music, like when you visualize him in the studio, did you like see it? Then, oh, that, like, I already knew that nigga was a superstar. He word. had a video and everything. Like, word. He had a, uh, I forget what song that was. It was all black. He had a video, and I seen the video when I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, this nigga's a superstar. Mm -hmm. Then he showed me Picky, and I'm like, oh, he ain't even really too much you got to that he need to do. Yeah, but Picky just be around the right folks. Picky was good for the streets. That had did the streets crazy. Yeah, for sure. So then. Around that time, like he had started dropping the shit. Like, how is it like inspiring? It's like to see where he is now. It's super inspiring. This shit made me. I mean, it, it, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. If I didn't meet nobody like that, I wouldn't continue to do what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I would have thought I was just some nigga being stuck, but. That shit is great. That's that's what every nigga wants. So I don't know. That shit was super. It was his whole thing to me was inspirational to me because I ain't like just to see somebody else like damn like his ambition right there gonna make me go crazy like that. I fuck with that. So how did you come in contact with Post Malone? Because at the same time, that's another person that just dropped. first first from FKI. Yeah. First took I first me and first is another one in person like like Sunny like. First been in my whole career too, and he a producer as well. We, me first and Sunny, like that whole era, that they best day era, like you know, like mm -hmm. that Rax era, that Travis Porter era. So I've been, I was with them. So he, had, I went to L.A. and I ran and he took me to some mansion mm -hmm. and Post was in there recording for like a month already, and he just showed me White Iverson. The first day I met Post is when he showed me White Iverson, and I'm like, bro, you need to drop this shit. So I, he, I was like, make a cover art because he was, he was doing all his shit. But he, they posted that shit on my sound, on my, uh, not my SoundCloud, on my Instagram though. Mm. And that shit, that's when I was like, damn, bro. I got Matt Miller, all these niggas who I ain't never talked to, ask me who the fuck is this? Like, who is this about to be? Mm. It was talking about posts. Mm. So, same thing happened with McConaughey. Was the story different? Like, how did you? McConaughey was McConaughey was a rare, rare nigga already too. And uh, McConaughey kind of like was different because McConaughey and Mike Will introduced us. Mm. My whacking with McConaughey was super weird, like making little videos on that blog site that they had. Mm. He had like this weird ass blog, like ILP.com, you remember that? Mm. And they was he was making weird ass videos, but I, when I when I met Mike, I met McConaughey. But McConaughey already knew what he was doing. Mm. McConaughey older too, so he already knew what he was gonna do. So. But McConaughey had that summer a lot too. Like McConaughey had like when we did Rich. He 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 knew father in them already, and mm. he knew who I was, and he brought them worlds together. It wasn't like mm. we was all friends and shit, cause I don't I didn't know them from nothing. Mm. So, so McCone introduced you to father. Yeah, like and they have already had Rich ready. Mm. Like they they had the beat and the hook ready. Like we just rapped on it and we shot the video immediately right then. Mm. The same day y'all shot it. Yeah. So the initial video. That's why nobody rapping the lyrics, cause don't nobody know the lyrics. Word. Cause I thought it was I thought that was just like planned. it was a thing, but it was just like we gotta make it a thing. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So, 
that was like the same, like, okay. He, who called? McConaughey called you over to get on the song. Yeah, McConaughey was like, "Yo, come uh, come do the song. I need you to get on this song." I had one over to them to their house like a week before for a barbecue. Uh -huh. Random as hell. They do it was drugs and stuff over there. Like, so we'll go over there. So, <laughs> so then then McConaughey called back and like, "Come get on this song. Come get on the song." I just got on the song. We shot the video and that was it. I mean, I think we dropped the video next week. That shit started going. But we had we had this format. That whole summer was crazy because we had this format because doing Give Him Hell while we were still doing it, we was doing shows for Give Him Hell already. Mm. So we'll be like, we doing free shows every weekend. We doing something. We do we doing something. We doing something. So when we made Risk, one of the shows that we had, we'll just bring off over because mm. we doing some party and we had like department stores, so we could perform. We'll leave the studio and go perform the song the same night. Mm. Yeah, crazy. So with all you like like the Give Him Hell series, right? You got this where you do like mixtape with different artists. Do you think you got a potential artist in mind you'll do uh, Give Him Hell 3 with? I got a collab project that's about to come out. They, they just got different names. Right. Speaking of one, what happens to the collab project with you and Yachty? Oh, uh, that's still, in, that could be in the works at any time. I, I talk to Yachty every day. Yachty working on his album right now, and Yachty's actually uh, making me rap harder right now, so. Right. So I'm waiting. He a good A&R for the city, too, though. Yachty, he catches a lot of talent, too. Yeah, not for sure. So I feel like I like that. I like that because like Yachty, like somebody I look like he he catch talent too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you another sure. person that catch talent too. Yeah. So it's like with him putting the pressure on you, what does that feel like? Nothing. It feels. I mean, I don't know. I like being encouraged. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm thankful, but he do like Bird be sending me music every day, and I'm like, God damn, you motherfuckers! <laughs> I gotta kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's encouraging to me, but. Yeah, that shit make me go harder. So I guess when niggas can feel like they had they peak with that shit, then we'll do something. But yeah. we probably got a bunch of shit in the cut. And we got a bunch of shit that we probably send back and forth. But I ain't really think about doing a project with Yachty unless I produce it. Mm. That's what I wanted to do for Yachty. I wanted to produce a whole project for him. I didn't necessarily want to rap on it. Right. Isn't there a project with him rapping over all your old production? Yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't give him the beats. Mm. He just got him. He just jacked him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another collab project. You got a project with... R&B singer, drum. Mm -hmm. What's up with the Fat Baby Project? Oh, that shit in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Livslow.o, what's up with Livslow.o? Livslow, that shit in my phone too. <laughs> that shit in my Dropbox. I got like four projects in my Dropbox. What about Screaming Dreams? Screaming Dreams? I, I remade it, but the, the one that dropped, it kind of got lost in trans translation, and then I remade like a new thing for it. Mm. But I, I think I changed the name of Screaming Dreams. I think I like, I don't know if I dropped the project yet, mm. but I think I changed the name of it already. <laughs> I, I, I got over the, the name because we had dropped something already and it did good. Like mm. when, with 50 Round Drum and all of that mm. shit. Basically that is Screaming Dreams to me. Right, well, uh, hell yeah and all that. Yeah, Word. that little EP. Word. So another project that um, before I screamed, mm -hmm. Bro, what do you feel that project got the recognition deserved? Because I sure. feel like when that project dropped, I thought, oh shit, he out of here, dog. Like, I just I, I dropped them shits on SoundCloud. I wasn't trying to like. I was trying to get my SoundCloud money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that just it. Yeah, like that that shit was supposed to be like I, I threw that shit together, just threw it together. Like, damn, I got to hold people over because everybody keep asking me about screaming dreams. dreams. Yeah. So I just threw that shit out. I wasn't even like. I didn't, I didn't think like people was gonna think it was like super incredible, mm. but, but I mean I just know that people listen to it. I, that's all I do know. I don't even know the feedback from it. Mm. Like, a lot of people saying it's like one of the hardest projects. Like it, it's it's crazy hard. I 
I see Tay K liked it. That's the last time I heard about it. Come on, you gotta like. <laughs> so you you think you ever put them onto like streaming services? Uh, I mean, I think we plan on doing that for all my music. That's why I don't really be using SoundCloud right now. We about to take all the old shit and put it back out. Mm, okay, okay. So, like, what uh, you got? You mentioned how you got a lot of projects. Like, what other projects you got in the stash? We know we got seven, 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 volume two. That ain't in the stash. That's for the labels. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I don't know. Uh, shit, you already just said it, but I really don't want to keep giving shit. I don't want people to be surprised. And, and I don't want nobody waiting on something that, you know, mm-hmm. I might do that. I want to be creative as possible, so I don't want nobody to limit me. Mm. So it's a lot of um, young talent in the city right now. You're a good A&R in the city, like a good credible source. So you got your eyes on. We already know Bear One Boss out of here. Though. Bear One Boss is my, my number one for Atlanta. Yeah, Bear One, Bear One crazy right now. That's my number one in Atlanta right now. Uh, free my nigga Simon Lico. Lico, I thought Lico was gonna Lico. He he, he uh, unfortunately he in prison right now. Yeah. But that was like, them was my bread and butters right there. <laughs> but Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta is bear one boss. I'm sorry. Yeah, bear one crazy. Bear one uh, but in in outside of Atlanta, I, I fuck with uh, K Sachi, Quadi Diesel, um, and, and even in Atlanta too, I fuck with the uh, Jurassic Park niggas with with Guala, Black mm-hmm. Guala. Smoke, you know, mm. uh, Slime Cito. Slime Cito. All them niggas. You ever, uh, you can see yourself working with Slime Cito? Yeah. Y'all got something in the stash knowing you probably got already Not got. in the stash, but we about to work though. Word, okay, okay. Me and Guala been in the studio. Oh, uh, when um, I had watched the interview the other day, I had noticed that you're not um, signed. It's just a management deal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fine. Like, how does it feel like to have Rocky in your corner, just like solely in your corner and not trying to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, same thing. Like that's a, that's just great encouragement for me. I need shit like that because I, I, you know, uh, and I don't know. I got other management now. <laughs> uh, so I don't really want to talk about my business. I gotta get my money. Right. <laughs> so what's your shout out to Flacco? Man, I'm glad he home though. By the way. Yeah. So what's your relationship with Rocky? That's my brother. Right. Have you talked to him since he been back home? Uh, on the Facetime, them niggas just in, in going around doing what they doing. Right. They going around being rock stars right now. Right. Like the niggas just served a ten year bid. <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel to like? What was your reaction when you uh, first heard that he got incarcerated overseas in Sweden? Uh, I ain't gonna hold you. I already knew that it's, it couldn't have been that long because I got locked up in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I know the process, and if you ain't from there, they want your ass to get back home. Mm. So I, I mean, that shit just looked good for the TV, but I. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't nothing serious. Right. But that shit did look good. Shit, drop an album right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Right. <laughs> All right. So, is there another cozy taste in the works? Oh, I think it's done already. All right. How many? How many you got on there? I got a lot of music over there, so I ain't no telling. Mm. I got a lot of music with Skepta. I did while I was over there, so I don't, I don't know. Right. We got some fire over there, though. Right. So I got what, a lot of shit with Addy, Twelve. We just—it's a lot of music, so that's that's a process that they do. Um, speaking of a lot of uh, compilation albums, mm-hmm. you were recently on Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers Three. How mm-hmm. was it like? How were those studio sessions? Uh, I went twice, and I was fucked up every single time. That's why I feel like my, my the part of the song was too it's short as fuck. I think I went in that bitch and started rapping and left, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm very blessed. I'm happy. This shit was overwhelming for mm-hmm. me, but it was fun. Like you get, to, I, I got to see every nigga I needed to see for real quick. Mm-hmm. Every producer in the world was in there. Mm-hmm. You got to chop it up with Cole. With who? With J Cole. J Cole walked straight past me. <laughs> 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 that 
That nigga sat in front of me, listened to my shit. That nigga went like this. Got up and walked out, and I left him. <laughs> well, appreciate it, bro. Thank you. So which one song was that? The song with you and Mako? Uh, with Max O'Cream. Yeah, yeah, Max O'Cream, my bad. I, he wasn't even there. It was originally me, Buddy, and Jid on the song. Uh -huh. And then I think I probably did something else with Jid, but Jid probably put that shit in his pocket. Right. <laughs> shit, so what's next, what you, what's next besides the... Uh, uh, right now, I'm just trying to solidify myself so I can drop a major project that's on major scales. I want to be on the radio. Right. I want to. Uh, I'm trying. I'm ready to chart. I'm trying to just make sure my music is suitable for everybody. I'm gonna continue to be a rock star. Right. And that's it. Right. I got more production coming out. I just jump back on doing that type of shit. And we got more fashion coming out. We got more money coming out. Right. <laughs> what fashion do you want to talk about? You want to go ahead and uh, plug everybody in? You don't want to plug everybody in. We don't in got yet. to. They can jump on my gram. I don't need that. <laughs> you can go get that one smoke clears, though, because that yeah, shit for sale. You dig yeah, what I'm saying? Go. But other than that, everything is under wraps. Uh, tell us about one smoke clears. It's one smoke clears, a brand. Um, I just need niggas to go tap in. Go tap in. Go get plugged in. Go get that. You feel me? Shit. Nice uh, shoes. You feel me? <laughs> these are what these are. Yeah, these them. <laughs> but what? I remember, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. Project coming out uh, September. I want to say September, October at the latest. And that's it. I got another album after that, but I don't want to talk about it too. Right. Oh, we're going on tour too when we get back September in, in America. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be in Atlanta day. We got two Atlanta days because I'm doing one music fest too. Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, I think that's some shit my mama and then will go to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be out there bitch jumping on old hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stage dive on a smart auntie. <laughs> God, I can't wait. That shit gonna be fun. Right. That's some shit that you hear about on the radio, so I'm kinda uh I'm on it. Uncle Nim started. I'm mad that my name ain't on the radio and on the TV dog. One music fest. <laughs> They'll be like, damn, bro, they about to say my name. They're going to say nothing. <laughs> Have Uncle No start a mosh pit. Open up that mosh pit. Right. They're going to be smoking cigarettes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Shit. That's it. Atlanta date, September. They coming soon. Asia, tomorrow. I got a 24 hour flight. Word. You prepared for it? Nope. Damn. I ain't did a Xanax in years. I was going to ask, you ain't got no nothing. What's your plan? I don't got one. Damn. Let me ask you about your production real quick, though. Let me ask you I can't talk about that either. No, I'm trying no. to get a deal with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get another deal. Shit. All right, cool. So, so right now, like, what's like, no deals on the table? Huh? Like, I'm talking about no music deals. Like, you know what I'm saying? No deals. So yeah, I want, I want all deals on my table. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sign. Vicky, Key do not want to be unsigned. That is a myth, bro. Let that shit go. <laughs> Give me that bag. <laughs> Oh, but you touring in Asia without it? I need more. <laughs> shit don't I stop. It. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. That shit don't stop. I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to be on niggas TV. I wasn't polished enough for that back in the day. Word. So what's different from back in the day to now, though? I was a kid. Mm. So you know more about the business and I'd shit. I'd have shot myself in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have did something to fuck up a long time ago. Word. So I'm glad I didn't. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.